Hello and welcome to Connecting Kids Out. My name is Matt Murphy and I'm the president of the Port Orchard Chamber of Commerce and your host for today's podcast. With Connecting Kids Out, we put you in touch with what to do, where to go, and the people to know in Kitsap County. Hey everybody and welcome to today's uh, podcast of Connecting Kids Out where I have the opportunity to interview Deputy Chief Mann, who is the um, new deputy chief for the city of Port Orchard. She's not new to Port Orchard. She uh, graduated from South Kitsap High School in the mid 80s and she spent 20 years in the corporate world and then she decided that she wanted to become a police officer. She uh, went to the police academy. She was hired by the city of Port Orchard, worked her way up through the ranks. She was a training officer, a sergeant, and then at last she is a deputy chief. And so um, we're gonna go ahead and listen to her interview. It's, it's a pretty inspiring story. In the meantime, I want to uh, give a shout out real quick to our sponsors for the South Kitsap Chamber of Commerce, which include uh, Walmart, <clears throat> Dana's Heating and Cooling, uh, Peninsula Credit Union, the Kitsap Sun, Grocery Outlet, Bargain Market, Excel Business Systems, Port Orchard Ford, uh, Don Jake, CPA, Farmers Insurance, the uh, Thompson Agency, Surfro of Kitsap County, Sunrise Gas and Chimney Service, Southern Beckham, Atwater, and Barry, as well as Air Masters Heating and Cooling. So if you get an opportunity to say hi to those folks, uh, please do so. But right now, let's go ahead and jump right into the interview with uh, Deputy Chief Mann. So welcome, and uh, today I am here with uh, Deputy Chief Donna Main um, with the Port Orchard Police Department. Donna is um, the new deputy chief she rose up from the ranks and she's new to well she's not really new to Port Orchard because she's been here a while um, Donna can you tell us a little bit about um, maybe who you are and, and what you've done and, and why in the world would you want to be the deputy chief of the Port Orchard <laughs> Police Department yeah thanks Matt for uh, having me uh, on this um, yeah that's a good question um, I can I'll start back on um, so <laughs> I used to work, um, in the corporate industry, uh, for several years, most of my, uh, career after, at, right out of college, I got into, uh, the food manufacturing business and became an account manager. And I worked in that industry for probably 20 years. Um, and while it was a great job, and it was, it really fit my uh, family because my kids were into sports and I could be at home and um, I didn't have to travel too much, but it gave me that opportunity to, to kind of be um, a professional uh, woman in a field as well as being um, a parent as well. So um, for that, I was extremely blessed to, to have that opportunity, but you know, at 42, I'm not really sure what happened, but I think perhaps I had my midlife crisis at that moment. And instead of buying like a $100,000 sports car, I decided that I wanted more out of life. I wanted to give back and I really wanted to give back to this community where I was um, not born, but I was raised here uh, in Port Orchard for, I've lived here for over 45 years, I'd say. Um, so um, I've always had that desire of going into law enforcement or going into some type of public service uh, arena. And I actually um, met a really good friend of mine 
who was in law enforcement at the time. And uh, she just encouraged me, you know, it's never too late to, to try something new. And I drug my feet probably for a couple of years thinking there's no way, you know, someone's going to hire a 40 year old uh, into this profession. And I don't know what happened at 42. I said, you know, I'm all in and I'm going to start getting uh, into shape and I'm going to start studying and I'm going to, and I'm going to go on ride alongs and I'm going to find out what it is about the Port Orchard Police Department that is enticing for me to be a part of. So I did just that. And um, I was just fortunate enough that at the time, uh, the chief saw the possibility of, of that dream of mine coming true and, and gave me a job offer um, and went through the academy and uh, landed here in Port Orchard. So my first choice of where I wanted to work and my only choice that I really wanted was to uh, serve in Port Orchard. Not, I can't say that many officers like to do that. Um, they don't typically like to work in the same uh, city that they live and that they have family and friends. And uh, it is uh, an interesting outing most of the times. <laughs> Even just going to the grocery store on my day off, I will recognize a handful of people. But um, that doesn't uh, concern me so much. I think, um, I think as long as you treat the people with dignity and respect, uh, no matter what their crime is, um, you know, it, it, it comes back and, and, um, it makes those encounters, uh, a little easier, uh, that they remember that, that they weren't treated horribly. Um, and they weren't treated unfairly. And so that's what I really strive to do, knowing that that would be a big possibility uh, living here and also being in law enforcement here. So um, and I've, I've arrested <clears throat> people that I went to school with. I mean, it's not comfortable, but um, I don't make it personal. And um, so, I, you know, I, I got into this position and I was um, back in 2009 is when I started here. And uh, I was a patrol officer for three years. Um, and there, we have a, a policy, you know, if you've been here three years, you can do some specialty um, uh, positions. And a uh, field training officer was one of those that I became a field training officer. So I, I was able to train some of the new officers here that were coming in, which is kind of a supervisor of one, you could say. So you're helping this new officer, um, you know, learn the ways of becoming a cop and our policies and procedures and things of that. So, um, and then the sergeant's test came about. And so I took that as well, not thinking that I would finish where I did, but I, I did finish uh, in that top spot um, after that test, which was, you know, I, I, I must say that I don't go into anything without being prepared. Like I like to prepare. Um, I don't like the unknown or feeling like I'm not in control of my, my own destiny. So, um, <clears throat> so I took the sergeant test and then I did finish uh, number one out of, out of the candidates. And then that's when the job for sergeant came about and was offered and I accepted. Um, 
And that position was, uh, you know, a lot of people talk about being a sergeant as being probably the best position you can have in any police department. And it really, it really, really was uh, phenomenal for me. I learned so much from, from being, uh, you know, there from being a supervisor of five people, five officers, and and um, just amazing group of people that I work that I worked for. I felt like I worked for them more than you know. That was my expectation: is that if they needed something, I was always going to put them first. And I think you have to have that servant heart to be in this position anyway in this profession. And, and, um, I certainly didn't get where I'm at alone. It took, it took everyone here in this department, uh, to, to, to help me get where I was at. So, um, I put in the hours and the work, but I had a lot of support here. Um, and I learned a lot from, you know, the veteran officers that were here. So, um, I can't say that I jumped at the deputy chief position as fast as the sergeant position. Um, I know <laughs> uh, when Deputy Chief Schuster was um, retiring, he had, you know, given the department a, almost a year, I think, notice, and um, that's when Chief Brown, probably about five months into that uh, period, he had come to me and asked if I would be interested in and uh, perhaps looking at the deputy chief position. And, and um, at the time, you know, again, I, I loved being a sergeant. I love getting out and dealing with the community. And, and I feel like I have built <clears throat> a good reputation out there uh, where I can offer my help. And, and I didn't want to lose that part. And I felt like that was maybe my calling and what I should be doing is really, um, you know, helping those that are in need and, 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 um, I wasn't sure if this position, the deputy chief, would would allow me to to still have some influence over, um, you know, helping people. And and so it took about five months for me to actually get back to the chief and give him an answer. So it wasn't a quick process. It was something that I really needed to ponder and 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 you know ask a bunch of friends and family of Do they see me in this position? Do they think I'm capable or? Is this a position where I can maybe help um, the new sergeants? Because we have three out of our four sergeants are are brand new uh, to our department, so that's an opportunity. You know, I looked at and said, you know, maybe maybe my position should be as deputy chief is to to help guide them, where they can have that um, same effect on the community members and their officers that report to them and then that's kind of how I would spread out my my um, community engagement would be through the sergeants and then through the officers instead of me personally doing it I guess so it took a while but um, here I am I'm I think um, today's the fourth so I'm exactly one month uh, into my new position and um, it's it's eye-opening to see the admin side of, uh, of a police business. Um, it's, you, you just never, you don't know what you don't know. And you know, you're in your position in your world as a Sergeant and you're responding to calls and you're dealing with your people and you don't really know the stuff that's happening uh, behind the scene. Uh, and there's a lot of stuff that, that has to be done to make the police department run smoothly. Um, and so, uh, Chief Brown. So, uh, Chief Brown's only been there 
I don't know, a year and a half or so, I, I was actually had an opportunity to be on one of the panels that, you know, sat in on, on the, the police chief hiring process. And um, so he's been there about a year and a half. You've been there now for 20 plus years, right? Is that uh, so? How is, you know, actually, first of all, do you have any regrets yet? I mean, the one month that you've been deputy chief, uh, any regrets yet? <laughs> Uh, no, not really. I mean, I do miss, um, you know, I have the radio on, so I'm always listening to the radio and what calls are coming out and, you know, a call will come out and I'm like, oh, I should grab my stuff and go. And I'm like, wait a minute, that's not, that's not my role anymore. Right. Um, so yeah. that part's kind of hard, but it's hard to take the, uh, I, I was always such a, a go-getter and wanted to be out there doing. So it's kind of hard to take that part out of me. I'm hope, I'm hopeful that when I get my legs under me a little bit more and I stop drinking from that fire hose a little bit, um, that I'll have things have kind of settled down and I'll, and I'll understand my role a little bit more and have a little bit of more time to, to actually get out and, and see what the sergeants and the officers are actually doing on scene. And, and, and that part, I'm really looking forward to getting to that point in this position because I, it's important to me not to lose uh, where I came from, which would be on the street, right, right, yeah. serving the people. So, and I say that with uh, all honesty. I, I, if you're in my office, <laughs> I'll show you if you can see this here. I'll show you because I don't forget where I came from because it's so important that it has guided me to where I am today. So all the highs and all the lows. So I'll show you what I have in my office. So it reminds me of where I came from. So this is my reminder uh -huh. of where I came from for 20 years of my life working in the, uh, you know, the corporate side of the world. So I have my, my can of Chef Boyardee because that was one of the items that I sold uh, working for ConAgra Foods. And it really paved the way to, to who I am today. So yeah. I have that in my office. I've always had it up, not to look backwards, but to be appreciative of what I had. And that's so that's cool. cool. That's cool. My yeah. can on the shelf. <laughs> so, so so working with the chief now, um, you know, how's, how's that working and, in, in, you know, the, the plans that you guys have together. I, uh, I was on the, the strategic planning uh, advisory group that was put together. And I think you guys, have, we've all come up with a really great um, tool. And, and I don't want to say plan because that's up to you guys. But, um, you know, working with the chief, where, where do you see the, the, the police department? And, and what are your guys working together? What are the kind of the goals? Well, there's so many. Um... <laughs> He's just brought, uh, Chief Brown has brought some structure uh, to the department. Um, and, you know, after reading the strategic plan that you helped put together, um, you know, we have a lot of work to do to get to, uh, to answer those, those questions that were in front of us on that plan. And, and a big one, um, you know, is really working with the community more and, and understanding what is it that the community expects from their police department and then trying to live up to those very high standards which they should have um you know we we are given much 
Um, and we're in a position that, you know, we can take freedoms away and we don't take that lightly. And we need to build that community trust. Um, and we just, we need to be reminded of that. I think every day that, uh, you know, our, our values, um, our service, honor and integrity. And, and we really want to spread that message to, uh, you know, our officers so that they understand they're not just words, that they are things that we actually want to live by in this department um, by choosing to, um, you know, live by those three values. Um, you, you almost can't go wrong if you keep those three things in mind when you're dealing with public. If you're, you know, servicing uh, and you're honorable and you have integrity and you don't move your integrity line, you have it solid, you're, you know, you can't, the chances of you just really making a huge mistake is, is minimal um, if you keep those things in mind. Um, and that's really a big thing for, for our department was to establish some values, some goals, mission statement. And we don't want those to just be words. We, we really want to uh, include uh, the community like we have never before uh, really got their say. I mean, we do um, we do interviews now for entry and lateral, and I'm sure we'll talk about that in a few minutes as well. But um, for the first time, we've included a community member to sit in on those interviews and give their perspective of these potential officers that are going to be servicing uh, you know, maybe have to come to their house or their business and they get a say um, in whether or not they qualify to move on to the next phase uh, to be considered to be an officer here. So it's a great concept. It's one that, you know, I just never really thought about it when I was uh, first starting out that, you know, why wouldn't you ask the people that you're working for? Because technically, I mean, we're working for the community. And I would think you'd probably want to know what is it that they think you do? What is it that they know you do? And what do they want you to do? What's important to them may not be a blurb on our radar um, because we have missed communicating, uh, getting our message out. Um, and, and I think with Chief Brown, uh, by doing the strategic plan and, and having these advisory boards, it, it closes that gap of what does the police department do? Because um, I'm sure a lot of people watch uh, TV and they watch the police shows and they think that that's, you know, really real life. And while some of it is, but there's a lot more behind the scene um, that, that plays into making sure that a police department runs smoothly and, um, you know, making sure that we're just doing the right things. It's kind of a checks and balances thing when you have people outside of the police department um, and somebody says, hey, that's not right. That's not the thing that you should be doing. And, and it gives us another set of eyes that where someone's not, um, you know, they don't have that personal or those, um, they're not personally connected to it so they can be honest and truthful and tell you that that doesn't seem right. And it's just good to get a new set of eyes and a new perspective. So having that community member has really been an eye opener for me. Um, I never even thought about having somebody from the community tell us what they think we should be doing. Like, 
that seems yeah. like a weird concept, but it's a, it's a good concept because that's who we're giving our services to. And if we're not doing the right thing, we need to know about it. So yeah, that's, that's one of the things that I thought, um, you know, the very first meeting that we had with the, the advisory board was a lot of background and, and a lot of um, information. And frankly, I was like, wow, that's so much. You know, I know that, you know, we've, we've talked about the training hours that you guys should have, that you have, that you should have in the different areas um, and, and, and the community involvement. I know that that's one of the huge things, the engagement that Chief Brown is interested in. Um, and, and I would encourage anybody listening to reach out to the chief to see, you know, if they have any recommendations. Because I know the board, the advisory board was made up of a lot of different people and a lot of different perspectives. and. Like I said it, it was really it was I think it was it was probably just as enlightening for us as it was for you know for the chief and 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 anybody else from the department that was there so um, that was that was really great you know and, and I think you know part of the reason that this was all put together too was to, to address some of the concerns that's going around right now around the world as far as or at least around the United States um, as far as law enforcement is concerned and and for the city of Port Orchard, do you think, or um, you know, I guess the, the challenges of law enforcement in Seattle and Lakewood, where Chief came from, you know, at one point he was a Lakewood officer, and um, does, is Port Orchard faced with those same issues? And, and do you guys have to be concerned about those same issues as, as some of the larger departments are? I think we we have to be um, concerned with them. I think we can't just say that you know we're a small town and and nothing ever happens here because um, some of the cases that I went to, I'm like, holy cow! Um, I mean, we had a tornado here. When have we ever said that? Never. But it happened. Um, you know, we had two people shooting at each other couple weeks ago in a parking lot like when does that happen well it can happen at any time and so as a police department um while we don't make the news and and we <laughs> knock on wood <laughs> uh while we don't want to make the news unless it's really good um we have to prepare for those um and if we're not learning um uh, from other departments and what is taking place, then, then we're not doing it right ourselves. So that's why we, we do the training. That's why we do less lethal training. That's why we have some less lethal tools so that we can, um, you know, try and deconflict a, a situation without having to use uh, force, trying to, you know, use starting at the bottom and, and, and stuff. So while, while we are a small town, um, we certainly don't feel like we're exempt from any of the stuff that is happening. Um, it, it can happen anywhere. And, and that's really, that's really what police officers are paid to do is we're not really paid. I say that we're not paid. Uh, you pay me to do things that, that I may have to do. Um, if that makes sense. Um, the stuff that nobody really wants to talk about, the ugly stuff is really what police officers are paid to do, to have to respond to these horrible scenes or, you know, people shooting at each other in a parking lot, like everyone else is running away. I mean, we don't get to, we're gonna run to it, but it can happen here. And I, and I think that what's important is that we, we look at those bigger agencies like Seattle and Portland and, 
and you know Washington DC and everything that's been going on that we have to look at them learn from them and and just be prepared as best we can we're certainly not uh, you know a large agency so you know we don't have a lot of the um, tools that Seattle and Portland um, can deploy but um, you know we have agencies that we work very closely with um, in the Kitsap County region in Pierce County and um, but we do prepare that's why we train we train for the, the the day that we hope never comes you know right right yeah. but it could happen <laughs> yeah, um, earlier today and, and people can watch this on on uh, our podcast and video cast if they want to we actually had the mayor speak and one of the things that the and I guess this kind of goes to one of the challenges facing Fort Orchard. One of the things that he had mentioned is that you guys are a little shorthanded. Um, <laughs> you alluded to that a little bit ago. Um, what seems to be the challenges facing, you know, hiring a, a new person to come in and, and be a police officer in a little old Fort Orchard? Yeah, it's, it is one of our, it's, it's one of our challenges and uh, it's top of mind for, for myself and for Chief Brown and the mayor. Uh, we know we have, we have four spots that are open right now. And it's not like uh, you can, you know, we don't want people that just wake up one day, they watch cops on TV and decided I'm going to be a cop today, you know, uh, it takes a little more than, than that to get started, I think. And we are in the process um, of every month, uh, the first Tuesday of every month, we're going to hold entry and lateral uh, interviews um, until we fill those four positions, but it could be, we just held one on the second. Uh, we had a few candidates out of there that seemed like they could be good prospects to become a police officer, but it should be noted that, that we're not going to just accept a body to fill the seat on the bus. We'd rather have the empty seat if it's not the right person. So becoming an officer, at least coming one here, um, you know, we have some high standards that, that have to be met and that are expected, um, you know, to become an officer here. Uh, we do not want to hire the wrong person because then it's not good in the department and it certainly wouldn't be good in the community. So, um, you know, we're trying to be uh, proactive, I guess, in our attempts to hire, but it's, it's been a struggle. I mean, we really thought, you know, with the amount of officers leaving some of the bigger departments that they would, um, you know, be reaching out to some of the smaller agencies that are hiring. The problem that we're finding too is, you know, when you live in Seattle, their starting pay is, it's tremendous amount more than what an officer on this side of the water would make. So trying to make that difference up can be difficult and I think if you ask any of the surrounding agencies in Kitsap County they're all finding the same uh, the same uh, problem is trying to to uh, close that salary gap it's pretty big when you work in a big city to a small city so um, and we you know we have things we have to work on here we have to be able to get our message out that that we're hiring and and we have to get it out to the right places um, you know, just posting it on our city website isn't, doesn't really cut it anymore. We have to reach 
um, all kinds of demographics and, and we want to be diverse. So we have to do a better job at getting, um, you know, what it is we can offer and, and get that out there for um, people to apply. Um, so if you have any uh, suggestions, <laughs> I'll take them because we do want to hire people. I mean, the people that we have right now, granted, I mean, we're four people down and it's going to take the, the academy alone is, is five months if they're, if they're an entry level candidate. So just to become an officer, you know, they have to go through public safety testing. So there's a couple of days they have to do a physical, they have to do a writing, they have to get their, their name out, their test scores out to certain to the departments that they want to apply for. Then they have to wait for a phone call if they qualify to get on the list. And then do they make the cutoff for the interview? After that, you know, it's a chief's interview if we think they are worthy of moving forward. And then comes the poly, the psych, the medical. There's so many more things where you have an opportunity of failing out before you even get offered the job. Then if you get job, the job, I mean, it is five months at the police academy if you're an entry level. And then when you graduate that, you come out and you're going to do, I think it's 14 weeks on field training with a field training officer. So you're going to learn our policies and our demographics and our geography and our things that we do, how to report right, meet all the prosecutors and, you know, all of that. So um, it's not a, <laughs> it's not a post a job and, and fill it right away. It's going to be, um, I mean, best case scenario, if you were to hire someone today, um, you might be able to get them on the road by themselves in solo patrol, Six, seven, maybe in eight or nine months, maybe nine months is really thin, but maybe in that. So it's, it's a process um, and it's a, you know, it's an expense with time and effort to try to get the right person in the right spot and then uh, train them to be safe. I mean, that's our goal for them to be safe and, and stuff. So it's, it's, a, it's a battle that I think every department is facing. Um, but I can tell you that the officers that we have right now, I mean, I, I couldn't be more proud of, of them. They work so hard and, you know, they, they, they take every call and it, it doesn't matter that they're, I mean, they are, they are working hard to respond to what the community demands uh, when they call, which is excellent service. So it'd be nice to give them uh, some extra bodies so they can feel like they can, right. you know, take time off, yeah. needed time off. <laughs> so, so outside of, of fully staffing, actually, so how many police officers are there now versus how many are you, do you need? Do you, I mean, do you want total? Well, if right now we have, spots for four, four officers. And then right now, I think we have, um, so we have, uh, I'm trying to think 10, I think we have 10, 11 officers right now. And then we have uh, four sergeants. So we have about 15, uh, you know, patrol plus sergeants on the road responding right. to calls. Right. 
Right. We, have a, we have an investigative division, which we have a detective. Um, and so we'd like to put another detective in. Uh, we usually have two. We're down to one right now because of a promotion. So the yeah. detective that was in there is now a sergeant. So we need to fill that spot. So there's, there's, I mean, we have room for growth. Um, but again, we're going to put the right person in that spot. It's sure, sure. <laughs> yeah. So the, the departments, hopefully, ideally, it's growing. And, and I know that another thing that was mentioned this morning, and, and, and I think it kind of will probably just kind of wrap up with this. And as far as where the direction that, that things are going, but talk to me about accreditation. <laughs> what does it mean? What does it mean to be an accredited police department? Well, that's something that I'm also learning too, because we're the only uh, Kitsap County agency that's not fully credited yet, um, which means that we operate at a, at a high standard. We, our practices are the best, we do the best practice for, for things that we do. We, we track, um, you know, we track every use of force, every pursuit, everything that puts the community, you know, at risk. Um, it's doing the right thing. Um, it's having set standards that we have to abide by and, and uh, it's doing the right thing. I mean, if I could sum up what accreditation is, it's really just doing the right thing um, as a police department and we wanna be amongst the best. Um, so in order to do that, um, we need to be accredited and there's a lot of work uh, that we still need to do, but we're, we're, um, I think we're, we're almost at 60% of where you need to be to be, uh, you know, to have that audit come in and, and tell you that you, you've made it. So we're getting there um, and we're excited to get there. I, I, it's always, um, you never want to be the, the only one that's not doing something that, you know, everyone else is doing it right. We want to be a part of that as well. We want to, we want to lead the way as well. Um, it's just going to take some hard work to get there. It's all new to everyone that's at Port Orchard. Um, Chief Brown came in and, you know, prior to that, he helped um, Paulsbo get credited. So he has a really good grasp of what that means. Um, so it's our, our job and the chief's job to explain the why to everyone else in our department and to the community and to the mayor and, and council as to why that's important. And I think he's done a good job of that. And, and I think we have people and community members behind us thinking, yeah, that's the right way to go. We do, if we're gonna have a police department, then why would we not want one that is accredited and is doing the right things? So um, yeah, so I think we're, we're, on, we're on track, uh, we're getting things done. And, and it's, it is new to all of us, but, but we have an open mind and, and we're willing to put in that hard work to get us there. Well, great. Yeah, it sounds like um, you were a, a stepping stone um, in, in the advancement of uh, the Port Orchard Police Department. I know that um, the mayor and the chief think highly of you. And, and, and of course, you're a South Kitsap graduate. So that, that just works. Go Wolves. You know, go Wolves. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. So, yeah, um, you know it's really exciting to to have you here, um, and uh, appreciate the service that you've provided to the community since uh, two thousand and nine ish, um, and uh, many more years to come. Maybe maybe someday you'll be a chief main, huh? That uh... <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I'm still um, I'm still taking it all in with the deputy chief, but you never know. I don't want to say no to anything. Right. Um, it's uh, I, I look forward to the day that I can uh, that we can talk again, and I can tell you that I'm I've got my legs under me, and and things are running really smoothly, and we've filled the positions uh, in our office, and we're doing the right things, and. Right. Uh, I look forward to that. Um, I have a lot of learning to do in this position, but the one thing um, that will always be, you know, top of mind is is really the people that um, that I serve and I and, and my sergeants and the officers here. So right. um, I'm well, I'm blessed to have such a good group of men and women. Well, I'm confident that you'll do a great job. I have confidence in the chief and, and in the mayor. So. Um, that's encouraging for the future. And so I don't yeah. know if, if, if there's anything that you'd like to say to wrap things up as far as the police department is concerned, um, you know, buckle up, drive safely, you know, all that other good cliche <laughs> stuff. You got anything new for us uh, to, to wrap things up with? I don't know I about you. I on that one. Yeah, I think, um, you know, thank, thank you for the time. Uh, for <laughs> Well, thank you for joining us today and um, great story. And I think it's important that, you know, for everybody in South Kitsap, because it's interesting that you know, the city of Port Orchard is, is, is a small piece of South Kitsap, but the Port Orchard Police Department and the South Kitsap residents, they interact all the time. Everybody drives through Port Orchard at some point um, during yeah. the week. And um, I want to thank you for what you do. Um, say thanks to all your guys uh, next time you, you, you see them on behalf of uh, the citizens of South Kitsap, as well as, as the, the Port Orchard and the, uh, community. So thank you. I certainly will do that. Yeah. Thank you, Matt, for having me today. And, and I uh, look forward to many more conversations with you and absolutely and, and building that community relationship. So yeah. thank you. Yeah. Sounds like fun. All right. Thank you. All right. Have a good day. You too. Well, there you have it, folks. I don't know about you, but that was pretty cool. Uh, again, her story of going from uh, the corporate world to the law enforcement world to being a deputy chief here in the city of Port Orchard is pretty incredible. Thank you for joining us. Um, if you get an opportunity to visit any of the sponsors, I'd ask you to please do that. If you see them, thank them for their support of the South Kitsap Chamber of Commerce. And as always, remember to love local and shop. Thanks and have a great day.